In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you too familiar with Jesus? Perhaps more aptly, are you too familiar with who you think Jesus is? As we spend time in any relationship and get to, go to know one another, we will discover things that are both pleasing and others that are irritating. If we start having experiences that are not what we had hoped or not what we believed were promised, familiarity can turn from a blessing into a curse. Indeed, we have a cultural proverb to this effect. Perhaps you know it. Familiarity breeds contempt. These words are first found on the pen of Chaucer in the late 1300s, in the second of his Canterbury Tales. He does not coin the phrase, but rather mentions it as an already existent saying. As we have experiences in relationships that we perceive negatively, the familiarity that once perhaps drew us into deeper relationships can lead us ultimately to assume that we already know what the other person is thinking, what they're going to say, or what they will do or how they will react. If unchecked, the relationship can dissolve into disrespect and ultimately fulfilling the proverb to contempt. The same idea can happen in our relationship with God. In our gospel passage today, we can better understand this possibility. The people of Nazareth, the city in which Jesus grew up, encountered Jesus again as a 30-year-old man in their synagogue. Somewhat quickly, we see the passage turn from a congregation being amazed at his gracious words into a mob that seeks to kill him. As we study this passage, you and I have the opportunity to consider our own response to Jesus and who he says he is. Our gospel this week picks up exactly where our passage left off last Sunday. Jesus has read the prophecy from Isaiah that the Messiah will preach good news to the poor, will heal the brokenhearted, will preach deliverance to captives, recover sight for the blind, free those who are bruised, and preach and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Father Yoda preached a wonderful sermon last week explaining those concepts. And then Jesus says that that prophecy is fulfilled that day in their presence, implying that he is that Messiah who will do those things. And the initial response to this seems to have been good. They testify about him. They speak well of him. They recognize the divine grace that would accompany the fulfillment of that prophecy coming true. All of those wonderful things happening. And yet the next phrase starts to turn the scene drastically. Wait a minute. Isn't that Joseph's boy? Is Mary 
His mother's right down the street. His brothers and sisters live and worship among us. We know this kid. Who does he think he is? He can't possibly be the fulfillment of Scripture. He can't be the Messiah. Their familiarity with who they think Jesus is prevents them from receiving his message. They can't believe him because they already have made up their minds of who he is. Jesus understands and senses this shift and he challenges them. They doubt him like they would doubt a physician not able to heal himself. As we hear that phrase, we might hear also the phrase said at his crucifixion. He saved others, let him save himself. They don't believe that he's actually done any miracles in Capernaum. He says, you'll tell me, yeah, whatever we've heard done there, do here. We don't actually believe that you did them unless we see them with our own eyes. I wonder if you and I are sometimes like those in Nazareth. Do you really believe that Jesus heals the brokenhearted, that he brings deliverance, that he restores sight to the blind? Do you believe that he forgives sins, that he loves you? Or perhaps our relationship with God has become so familiar that we don't actually expect him to show up and have this effect in meaningful ways. I had a Sunday school teacher, I think it was 10th grade, who every week would ask us, what is God doing in your life this week? I hated that question. Largely because I don't think, the more I've thought about that over the years, I don't think I expected that God could, would, or should be doing something in my life on a weekly basis. I was wrong. Maybe it hasn't been our experience or the experience of those around us to be healed from major maladies, to be set free from addiction, or to have relationships restored. Our experience with God may not be that bad, but our familiarity with him suggests that perhaps I don't actually expect much of him. For those in Nazareth, this amounted to disbelief. This is proven even more by Jesus telling stories about Elijah and Elisha. In the time of their ministries, the nation of Israel was rife, rife with the worship of Baal, a different god. In 1 Kings 19, Elijah actually laments two different times to God his belief that he is actually the only person remaining in Israel that actually believes and worships. In such an environment of unbelief, the miracles given are not to Israel, but to a Sidonian widow and a Syrian leper people who were able to hear and receive God's message and his blessing. In Christ's own life and ministry, he would work miracles in Capernaum and other places where people believed and expressed faith in him. In Nazareth, the people were all too familiar with their idea of Jesus and could not conceive of him being the Messiah or what he longed to do for them. 
And when challenged, they sought to kill him. Are you too familiar with your own idea of who God is and how he operates? If so, we risk our level of faith being a limit to what God wants to do in your life, in our parish, and in our community. Thankfully, we don't have to stay there. Although I, as well, can get frequently caught up in living my life and even serving as a priest in my own strength, I believe and acknowledge that God can and does show up in wonderful ways. And a possible antidote for that mindset, that over-familiarity with God, might be storytelling. A quick story from my own family may help. As some of you know, Kristen and I struggled with infertility a few years ago. When faced with deciding whether we should continue treatments or pursue other options, we prayed. And one Sunday morning in particular, while Kristen was making her way to the altar to receive communion, God placed a strong but inaudible impression upon her adoption. We listened to that inaudible voice, which led us eventually to the adoption of our son. There are many other stories, somewhat mundane and day-to-day at times, of how God has opened many other doors or shown up for us, and I presume for you also. Such stories, if we're willing to share them, can help break us all out of our communal, low-level familiarity of our expectations with God and the box that we might have put him in. Certainly, your faith and your relationship with God is deeply personal, However, it is precisely these types of stories of how God shows up, how he has intervened, how he has been present, even in the midst of tragedy perhaps, that can help us all to be encouraged and learn how to encounter God with an open mind and an open heart, to see him in new and different ways. I would love for us to start sharing stories of how God is at work, and if you have such a story that you would be willing to share, please let me know, or one of the other clergy. These stories can truly help us to believe what Jesus promises, that he is the one who can heal the brokenhearted, restore sight to the blind, and that we can, with his help, live into that acceptable year of the Lord that he proclaims, that life that brings release and restoration not only for our individual lives, but our parish, our community, and our world. So let us put away our familiarity with God and become students again, seeking to learn and experience God in new ways. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.